What is going on, y'all? My name is Matthew Potter, and I'm your host for this exciting episode, December 15th, 2022 of Pardon the Disruption, where we take some of the burning, burning questions in the real estate industry, the real noodle scratchers, and we chop it up to four of the best and brightest across the country. Like, we're getting really, really deep here. I want to go ahead and jump right into it. I'm going to start introducing everybody to you. We're going to start with our amazing captain, the creator of Pardon the Disruption, Steve Wu-Trang Trang. Tell the people about yourself. What's up, everybody? Steve Trang, real estate disruptors, uh, nationally recognized sales trainer. And uh, we're here. Bring the heat and, uh, you know, keep everyone warm for, for this uh, little chilly winter break we got going on right now. Love it. Thank you, Steve, for the awesome intro. Speaking of warm, we're going to toss it over to RJ Bates and his seven space heaters <laughs> over in Dallas, Fort Worth. What's up, guys? RJ Bates third here from Titanium Investments. I'm actually at our country club, uh, Woodhaven Country Club here in Fort Worth, Texas. So it's a little bit of a different setup for me, but excited to be here on uh, Pardon the Disruption and looking forward to winning. For those that don't know, RJ is also coming to us. We have a limited time period. He's on his lunch break from his nine to five. So I'm going to go ahead and get that in there. I'm going to toss it up to the main man, Leon G. Don't forget it, Barnes. Collective genius. Go ahead and tell the people about yourself. What's up, everyone? Good to see you. Happy holidays to everyone. Leon G. Barnes with the Collective Genius. And I'm looking forward to taking that belt over there that Steve has got on his. Uh, if that's the, the, the gift from here on out, if that's what we win, that's what we should be passing around. Uh, and looking forward to scratching some noodles because I had never heard noodle scratcher before. So that's I learned something new every week on this show. There you go. That, that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here to bring culture. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, we have Jimmy, G.I. Joe Vreeland, principal of Vreeland Capital and Cashflow Tactics. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Jimmy Vreeland. I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Like you just said, Matt, uh, owner of Cashflow Tactics, where we show our, student, our students how to become financially free in 10 years or less. Nice. Who doesn't want to be who doesn't want to be free in 10 years? Is there an accelerated right. course for five years? Well, I mean, that's gonna be our new course is how to be financially free in nine years or less. That's what we're gonna <laughs> kind of do to outdo ourselves. Is that kind why of like seven seven minute abs? Yeah, yeah why you know, do seven minute abs when you can do six minute abs? It's all <laughs> that's marketing. What I'm all right. For those that tuned in on my uh, inaugural um, hosting last week, I understand that it sounded like I was in a fishbowl at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> And for that, I do apologize. So I upgraded the, uh, the system. And then I also want to let everybody know the way that this is going to work is we're going to read a question, 45 seconds to answer. At the end of 45 <laughs> seconds, our wonderful panel is going to hear their time is up. And then once we've gone through everybody, we're going to kick it around for about 90 to 120 seconds and then get on to our next, uh, and then get on to our next question. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get to scratching some noodles with our first question. How is your team adapting to the current holiday season? This is a good one. Let's go ahead and toss it over to Steve first. What you got for us? All right. So uh, Ren Bartlett and I were having this conversation on a live a while ago. We were talking about this is separation season. You know, I, I love that term by Ed Milet. 
And really, this is the time to double down. You know, everyone else is taking it easy. This is the time to double down because what happens if you take it easy in December, and I get it if people want to take it easy in December, but if you take it easy in December, you feel it in January and half of February, right? Like, taking it easy right now, uh, it's not a holiday month. It's a holiday, right? Taking it easy, <laughs> right, is going to directly impact your pipeline in January, in February. That's why, like, in sales... A two-week two week vacation always costs five because you got to rebuild your pipeline. When you get it back, our team is going hard. We are not slowing down. Wow. Look at you, Steve, with three seconds to spare. I'm impressed. You didn't even let me hit my horn on the ah. All right. We're going to go ahead and give it over to RJ. RJ, what are your thoughts with regards to your team operating in the holiday season? Go ahead and go. Yeah, my thoughts are, Matt, just to remind you that you have to pick a winner after each one of these questions. I know that you struggled. <laughs> that I'm already canceled. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm going to, you know, kind of reiterate what Steve just said there. I mean, we really don't change anything for November and December. Uh, I think that's kind of always been our our way that we've handled uh, holidays because to be quite frank when we got started we didn't have the opportunity we didn't have the the cash backing the the operating capital to take off so it was always hey we're taking off christmas eve christmas day new year's day and that's pretty much it and outside of that it's business as usual man with another four seconds to spare i really wanted to hit you with it <laughs> On an unrelated note, thank you for reminding me that I do have to choose someone other than you to win this round. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and toss it over to Leon G. Barnes. What are your thoughts? I don't think this question is going to get a lot of debate from this panel. If I'm speaking specifically to my real estate investing business, uh, we, you know, January and February, especially in the upper Midwest and the Midwest where we invest, January and February typically can be a little slower. You know, when ice storms come through, when snowstorms come through, those are typically slower months anyway. So why would we take our foot uh, and put it on the brakes in, in, in December, especially if you look at the way the holidays fall this year? They're not in the middle of the week. They're on the weekends. And there's observance days on Mondays for both holidays. So there's opportunity to be available to sellers that need our help during the holiday seasons. Families get together and what families can make decisions to sell their home during the holiday. So be available. Ooh, with like literally a 10th of a second to spare. I'm a pro bro. I thought you Man, knew. impressive. <laughs> when did this start? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, you know, it was about three minutes ago. All right, Jimmy V, take us home. What you got for us? What are your thoughts on it? No, don't uh, be I, yourself. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I agree with Steve. Um, it's a holiday, not a holiday weeks. Uh, so, you know, like maybe the phones have been a little slower. So last week we had some extra time. We did a dial-a-thon. We took every lead that had not converted to appointment. We, we stole this idea from Frank Cava and we hit, uh, we just called all day. When someone booked an appointment, we rang a cowbell. We gave a hundred bucks to the person uh, who made the most appointments. So I can't stand the attitude of, oh, it's the last month of the year. We're just going to lay up. Like it's hard now. Like it's always hard. You just, you're picking a new reason why it might be hard. And then also we got next week, we got annual planning, which is quite frankly, one of the most intense weeks of the year. So uh, holiday, not a Halloween. Yeah. 
I like that attitude, Jimmy, because like, you know, unlike RJ, you actually won like real competitions for sales at your company, right? And so right. like you knew what it took <laughs> to win. Um, the other thing too is, you know, there, the, there are fewer leads this time of year, but the people that are going to register right now that express interest in selling their home are way more motivated. If they're willing to talk to you right, right now, they're way more motivated. If you put this off, if you're not falling out with them, you're going to be a lot of trouble. Yeah, if All someone's having in your house right now when they got like Christmas parties and everything going on, like they're a very interested seller. Well, think about all the families coming back to grandma's house and they go in that house. It hasn't changed since the 1950s. And they're like, grandma, we got to get rid of this house. We, we're going to move you into something else. And we're all here. Let's make a phone call right now. The separation season uh, is what Steve talked about earlier. It's, it, it's in all of the sales. Any sales organization I've ever been a part of, you always have people that last two weeks take those two weeks off. And I can tell you that those that are uh, out on the streets and working, whether, it, whether it's home sales, uh, advertising sales, what have you, they separate themselves during that time frame. And it really does affect how you start the new year. Well, and dis dispo-wise, like, I know when I first started investing and I wasn't off work, I didn't have time to look at my next investment. So like if you're selling those mom and pop investors, mom and pop flippers who are miserable in their W-2 job, they're going to take that week between Christmas and New Year's to look for houses. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. oh, go ahead, RJ. I thought Leon brought up a really good part about the fact that the holidays are actually falling on weekends. And so for the majority of our teams that are strictly commission based, I mean, that's a huge benefit to them where they still get to take the time off with their families enjoy those days, but hey, they can get right back to the grind where they need to be because let's be real, you usually spend a lot of money around this time of the year. And so it's important for them to get back to it and, and capitalize on the opportunities that are in front of them. Yeah. And I, I, I remember back, you know, a long, long time ago when I was a solopreneur, like the best months were December because everyone, not only were they not working as hard, but they also dialed back marketing, right? So I was going on more appointments in December on my own than uh, most other months. I want the record to reflect that RJ gave me a compliment. Just want to make sure that we, <laughs> mark, Matt, can you mark that down, please? That might be a first. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the results are in on round one. I'm gonna go ahead and make a decision. Um, in the anybody but RJ race, we have <laughs> Steve Train winning round one since he was quoted by the other panelists. We're going to go ahead and give a round one to Steve. Round of applause for well, our friend I mean, Matt, Peter. Like, it was an obvious answer, and he got to go first. That's why he got yeah. quoted. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate look, the support. Look, <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> like I said, I will give you my address. You send the merch. We're going to go ahead and put you number one, and we'll just work around the circle. All right. What, what other curveballs can we hang for Steve? Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> All right. So we're going to keep it lighthearted with our second question. I'm really excited about this one because I know with this panel, it's going to be a lot of fun. What is one gag gift that you would give to each one of the panelists? Now, Jimmy brought up a very, well, no, Steve won. So Steve gets to go first. Go ahead, Steve. Take it off. Well, I think I, would, I want to give RJ a trophy of some sort that he deserves. You know, like he's won these competitions where like, you know, did he really deserve it? Were these maybe softballs? Maybe his team submitted the lead. You know, we just don't know. There were a lot of questions, you know. Like, conveniently, the the finals that he won, I wasn't a judge. You know, we had to pass out to someone else. 
right? So I would like RJ to win something that he actually deserves. That would be really cool. Uh, Leon, I think, a sense of humor, right? He doesn't laugh at my jokes. I don't know exactly <laughs> what's going on with Leon, right? So I think definitely a sense of humor for Leon. And Jimmy, I don't know. He's an assassin. So like, I think Jimmy's cool. I, I think there's no gag gifts for Jimmy. No. Only real gifts for Jimmy. That, that's how we're going to do it. Um, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Decent answers. Decent answers. We're going to go ahead and mix this up. I'm going to go across my screen here. Jimmy, you brought up a valid point. I'm going to let you go second. What do you got gag gifts for everybody? Okay. So I don't know if the audience knows this much about Steve, but he's not that great a fan of human touch. So <laughs> I think I would hire like 10 people to just come by. Like I'm talking like really emotional people. Like, I don't know where I'd find these people. Maybe at some type of like self-help group, like a Tony Robbins conference to really touch people. Yes. And I'd have yes. them like hug Steve, but I mean, really get in there. I'm talking like full frontal contact, like really feeling the warmth. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, as far as RJ goes, like I, I've met, I've known you for like five minutes, but you know, Fort Worth, Texas, I would probably get you something uh, feminizing, something of that nature, something pink. But I don't know if I have anything really specific right now. And then Leon, I was drawing a blank with you, but like the gag gift we always do with my family is somehow, some way, some character, some character, or some like stuffed animal of Mr. Hankey always makes an appearance. So I find some way to get you Mr. Hankey. Outstanding. I'm not mad at those answers at all. Jimmy V coming with Steve's insecurities. I love it. All right. We're gonna we're gonna kick it over. We're gonna kick it over to RJ Bates the third. What do you got for everybody on the panel? Let us know. Um, first I'm going to go with Jimmy because I, quite frankly, I don't know Jimmy, so I would just get him a name tag so people would actually know who the fuck he is. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm on part of the disruption now. I'm going to be famous in about 30 seconds after the show. Uh, next I'm going to go to Steve. Um, I would send him an invoice for another belt that he has to pay to actually uh, win, quote unquote win, <laughs> since uh, he has to pay to be a part of Collective Genius. And then uh, for Leon, I would send him a handwritten note, but it wouldn't say anything other than my autograph at the bottom, so he could actually have the autograph of someone that's actually won something on Pardon the Disruption. Wow. <laughs> I don't think that's a gag. That's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> One last honorary. Okay, I would hire an extra VA for CJ so he could keep winning Pardon the Disruption every Very nice. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Leon, you, you've seen what they're working with. Go ahead and take yeah. us home. What you got? Beat them. The Heidi Ho. Uh, that's all I have to say in reference to Jimmy's <laughs> gift to me. Heidi Ho. So in order for these gag gifts to make sense, I have to give some context, right? So Steve Trang, we're going to start with Steve. Steve thinks he's a baller. So for Christmas, like a lot of people that actually get the chance to work on their game during Christmas, we say they bought a jump shot for Christmas. I'm gonna get him a jump shot. That's a Dr. Dish, the shooting machine that he can have in his backyard so he can actually work on his game. That's, that's for Steve. Uh, for RJ, I'm actually going to sign, get him signed up for Dollar Shave Club. 
In addition to that, I'm going to send him uh, some aluminum. You know, uh, uh, Eric Brewer did a fantastic job of sending him some titanium. I'm going to send him some aluminum just so he has an offset to that titanium. For Jimmy, those that have seen Jimmy on this show, RJ clearly hadn't seen him on this show. Uh, but for, for Jimmy, I'm going to get him what he has always wanted, which is a fan club membership for Joe Biden. Joe Biden fan club <laughs> membership. You are getting that directly sent over to you. Actually, could Sunglasses you donate money in my name? That's what you should Absolutely. do. Donate money in that my name. That is the best gag, gag gift I could ever get you. And then obviously, like RJ said, we got to make sure we can't, we don't forget about CJ. We got to make sure that CJ and Eric are taken care of on this list as well. So CJ, that's a no-brainer. We're getting that dude a watch. You yep. got to have a watch. For sure, <laughs> CJ, we got to have that. And then Eric, He's got to get a, a, a pair of what we call Predator 12s. You know, those new balances that uh, people wear that the older people walk in. We make fun of those all the time. And Eric is a shoe guy. I'm going to send him the reverse of what he would ever buy. <laughs> so everyone is taking care of Merry freaking Christmas. <laughs> is there even an ability to toss this one around? Like, do you guys want to kick this one around some more? Or what do you want to do? I'm just... Going to be very disturbed if Jimmy gets his wish, right? This, this, this hugging thing. This is going to, I'm going to be in jail. I will be in jail. This, this is incredible. not a good situation here. It will have, not be a good, hey, have, I will be in you, jail. Uh oh, we lost Leon. <laughs> Leon's like, I can't do any better. So I'm just hopping off now. <laughs> uh, what was the question? We yeah, sorry, I, I, I just completely blacked out. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I was maybe not, I wasn't breathing enough during that last rant. Uh, Steve, have you ever been to a Tony Robbins event? I have not. It's something I want to go to, but I feel uncomfortable with this Steve, particular. You will be touched so much. You Are you going to get like a private box? I'm going <laughs> to. You do not want to go. <laughs> You'll be miserable. I'm going to be wearing like a bubble wrap or something. Just stay safe. Bubble boy. <laughs> Hey, Jimmy, just so you know, we're talking about Gaggis. When I let everyone know that you're going to be on the show, I texted everyone, hey, I've got good news and bad news. Jimmy's coming on the show. <laughs> nice. I like that. I can definitely confirm that <laughs> this is exactly how this group text came. <laughs> He's like, look, good news, bad news. Jimmy's going to be on the show. So that being said, for that round, that round was a lot of fun. I love that everybody cracked on everybody. It's beautiful. I have to give it to Jimmy V on that round just because he went, he dove deep into Steve's core. Like, I mean, he got him in his soul. He touched him in his soul. So like Matt, at, at the, whenever we see Steve and my wife's around, like she knows this drives him nuts. So she makes sure to like give him the biggest hug. Is that why she's always did. hugging me? Yes, because it drives you insane. I'm going to have to talk to my wife about this. We're going to update our protocol. Yeah. You guys should greet him at the office with hugs. That's what, that's what we're going to do from now on. No more handshakes. No more fist bumps. It's only big old bear hugs. from. I was now. one of the people that appreciated COVID because we all respected each other's personal space. COVID was awesome. Having no social responsibility. Like the yeah. first time I got invited to something, I was so angry. <laughs> like I got to do whatever I wanted to do. For six, I put a gym in my house. I got to do whatever I wanted to do for six weeks. And then social responsibility came back in. It was the worst. 
Yeah. I was talking to Matt about this beforehand. Like, someone sent me a Christmas invite, and I looked at it. I was like, do we have to go? Right. <laughs> it, it, it's a little peoply out there most days. It yeah. is. <laughs> All right. We're going to go on to question three. This one, we're going to dive. We're going to dive in deep. Here we go. As men who are at the forefront of the real estate industry, what can other men and the industry at large do to better support and open the door for women to become successful and dominant in real estate? Jimmy V, you won this round. Go ahead and start us <laughs> Congratulations off. Congratulations on got. the victory. Who wrote this question? It was an audience question from last uh, from last time, so uh, it was such a great question. Uh, RJ even uh, tried to answer it last time when he wasn't supposed to. Uh, it was such a great question. We thought, hey, you know what? This would be uh, as a as a nod to the audience. Like, you know, yeah. I, we should definitely uh, address it. Okay, so I I don't understand the premise of the question because here's the deal: the whole reason real estate's awesome, the whole real reason like a dumbass like me can be somewhat <laughs> successful in it is because there's no barrier entry. Like I can't go to the NBA cause I'm not six five and I'm too slow and I can't jump. Can't go, like there's no barrier to entry. The reason everybody loves real estate is there's no barrier to entry. I just don't, with all the information out there right now with the podcast, the YouTube, all the education, I don't know how the door can get any wider for anyone of any gender demographic or anything. Like. The glory of real estate is there's no barrier to entry. Man, you're not even letting me use my use my horn. Like anyway, <laughs> and let me pop off some more. I mean, just like if you believe there's a barrier of entry, if you believe yeah, there's you a barrier to entry, like you have you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, self, no barrier to entry. Only thing separating me from what I want is not taking action. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. All right. Mixing it up on the screen. I'm just going back and forth here. I'm going to kick it over to nine to five. What you got for us, RJ? <laughs> so uh, on this one, I, I agree with what Jimmy's saying to a certain degree. I think the problem is, is that there is this misnomer that women aren't as successful in real estate because they aren't putting themselves out there as much as men. Just purely based on quantity, when you look at educators in the space, when you look at influencers in the space, I think that as men that are putting ourselves out there, that are influencing other people to get into this industry and how to succeed, we should be kind of forcing women a little bit like, hey, put yourself out there. Like, tell other women how you have succeeded in this. For example, my partner, Cassie, is... Uh, a titan in this industry, but she has not put herself out there. And it is something that I have asked her to like, you can inspire. I have flat out told her you can inspire more people than I can. You're more inspirational than I am. And I think that's what I want to see, not to see women succeed because I think they already are. I think it's inspiring other women to mirror their success. Perfect timing, RJ. I will say this apparently based off that answer, we're going to have a spinoff that we're just going to call Deep Thoughts with R.J. Bates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if we can dive a little deeper. I'm going to kick it over to Leon Barnes. Go ahead. I like that. Deep Thoughts with R.J. That's a new podcast for you, my friend. 
Um, this one is, and I agree with everything that Jimmy said, uh, but inspiration is the word that uh, RJ brought up and I think is super important um, for any um, person that is the minority in an industry. Uh, I use this, uh, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show that the, I, the number of women percentage-wise in this industry that are the lead, the business owner is 7%. And to RJ's credit, he, he answered that question a couple of weeks ago and said, we need more female boss ladies that are phenomenal at this business to, to be out in front, like a lot of the people that we know in our community and <clears throat> that have been on Steve's show. Steve has had a lot of female boss ladies on his show, and we just need um, we, we try to feature, I know in our community four in the last four meetings, either first or second place, when it comes to our presentations have been won by women, by women investors, including this last week at our meeting here in Clearwater. So it, it's, it's something that we feature as a community because we want more ladies that are in this industry, in our, in our group. But at the same time, I can tell you this, when a female investor uh, is applying for our, our group, they ask, how many females do you have, right? So that comes back to inspiration. How many are out there and and in sharing inspiration to others? I was going to hit you with the horn, but I decided not to. I wanted you to finish that thought out. I'm, I'm being generous today. It must be. You can always buzz Leon. It's fine. Oh, hey. Pipe down, pipe down. All right, we're gonna finish it off with Steve. Steve, what are your thoughts regarding this this uh, deep question? So I'm gonna do a lot of context here, just to avoid my, you know, avoid as much trouble as possible. So I'm saying I'm gonna answer this question as a father of three girls, right? And I've got tremendous partners in the industry that are women. You know, my title partner is a woman. Uh, my uh, loan partner is a woman. She's the number one female loan officer in the country, right? I have a lot of female companions within the industry. So I don't really see a challenge for women to get into real estate, right? I think it's as equal opportunity as it, as it can get. You know, you look at um, when I went from engineering to becoming a realtor, I saw like, man, like this is capitalism at its finest. I love this, right? There's no, there's no limitations. And then you get into real estate investing, man, this is extremely capitalistic. And what you get is exactly what you get exactly what you hunt, right? So for me, I don't see any limitations. What more can we do? I'm not sure there's more that we're obligated to do because there are no limitations. It's up to you to get what you want. Kick it around, guys. Go deeper. What you got? Yeah, I mean, I was taught the, you know, the niche of the business I run, Turnkey, I was taught this by a female. And so I guess we're, it's just a little confusing because you're right, by percentage, it's it's less. But as far as like performance, I don't see any discrepancy. If that makes sense. I think it's the perception. The perception yeah. of, like if you said, name the top real estate wholesalers in this country. You're going to be like, Jamil, Pace, you know, Max Maxwell, you're going to name all these men influencers because they put themselves out there. That's where I think it's just a perception of, hey, there's just not that very many women. I mean, case in point, uh, Steve runs a podcast. And I bet you at times Steve finds it difficult to find a 
female guests to bring on next in comparison to one of hundreds of men that he could bring on. Yeah, but I think that part of it has to do with like how we're wired, right? And I think, you know, like if you look on average, right, more men want to hunt and more women want to support. But there are also exceptions to the rule, right? And I think that is it's the it's the breaking out and doing something that is either uncomfortable or there's a lot of society pressures, right? Like, do I, should I, as a, I believe, I don't know, I'm not speaking from my heart here, but like, I believe, you know, should I, as a female, go out there and put myself out there with all the society pressure where you're supposed to, you know, support and whatever. So I think that there's a lot of pressure out there externally, but I think that's societal, but there are no limitations within real estate. There's no one's like me and Jimmy and Leon's like, hey, you know what, like, I see this female, you know, she's coming up with the ranks. Like we got it, we got to hold her down. We all want to be successful together. That's one of the cool thing I love about our industry. We're all supportive and lifting of one another. So I don't see any limitations at all. And that was the key, you know, how can we support? I think that if you look at the platform that we have here, that Steve, that you started with the podcast, you have, you've had a ton of female business owners on your podcast. And I think the best way that we can support going back to what RJ said is, um, is, is help them understand the, the influence that can be created. I I've seen it. I've seen over the last three years, someone go from, you know, not, no one knew this individual to the, in the last three years, all of a sudden they're an influencer in this space. So support can be showing them the way, to influence others to join in. Yeah. I let it run a little bit longer for you guys. <clears throat> wanted, wanted to get those deep thoughts out. I, I didn't want RJ just to have the only deep thoughts of the day. Um, looking at this one, I'm, I'm kicking this one over to the audience. I'm going to let the audience make the decision on this. I think that everybody came with very, very good valid points. Um, I really like everybody's collaboration on this and feel very strongly behind what all of you guys said. And for that, I do thank you. Real quick, before we go on to our next question, since we run a high class uh, operation here, a word from our sponsors. With capital thinning in today's market, it's crucial for real estate investors to build relationships with reliable lenders to access the capital they need. That's where Kiavi comes in. Whether you're flipping houses or investing in rental properties, Kiavi offers fast approvals, high leverage, and reliable funds to be able to close on more deals in any market. Through our easy online process and dedicated support, you can have the access to flexible loan options that help you scale your business confidently. Go to kiavi.com forward slash real estate disruptors to learn more and download your prequal letter in minutes. You can also download a copy of the new Burr ebook to learn the cash on cash return of the Burr strategy. We look forward to making it easy for you to grow your real estate investment portfolio. Go to kiavi.com forward slash real estate disruptors to get started today. And as always, don't forget terms and conditions apply. Please see kiavi.com for further details. And just real quick, like, hey, I've worked, I've worked with, go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, if I'm on next time I'm on, can, can I read the letter from the sponsor that I was just not inspired at all by that, Matt? I mean, I know the guys at Kiavi, I want them to get their dollars worth, but like, Matt, you gotta be like, come to Kiavi. Like you want to learn the bird strategy. This is the fastest way to get to where you want to go. Like, 
I, I, I kind of dozed off there for that third. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> But, you know, just to reiterate, right, like, I mean, we've worked with Kiavi, and I think they're a fantastic program. Uh, they got great loans. So, you know, just uh, I'm a little bit more inspired as well uh, than, than Matthew. So um. <laughs> I use Kiavi. They got low rates. They got fast service. They're the bomb. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, ask, that, Matt. Yeah, ask them about their CG special program as well. They're a great lender in this organization, in this in that space. Yep. I think that we are all in agreement that they are a great lender. I'm going to go ahead and have Jimmy, you know, send, send me some motivational. Like Matt, do 10 push-ups before you read an ad next time. Do something. Get some blood flow. Matt, well, unfortunately, you know, we went, we went with a question that touched me deep in my soul. So it was kind of one of those, like, I got caught off guard. All right, then. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, then, he says. <laughs> All right, then. We're going to go ahead and get on to the next question. Uh, I think we already know that Jimmy's not going to win this one. Um, <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were running the country, what law would you pass for real estate? Let's go ahead and start it with uh, RJ Bates. What do you got? Does that mean I won the last round? Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, I still didn't win. Okay. Um, if, if I could change one law in real estate, I mean, listen, this is this is pretty tough because I I kind of don't want to to add anything what, that can potentially hit, prohibit creative financing. So I'm kind of like I would almost want to improve <clears throat> things. We have laws in Texas that you know are real strict on lease options, so. And, and then also there's certain states that property taxes, but then this is where we get into the question is, is this on a federal level, a state level? Um, so listen, I, I think property taxes need to be lower across the board due to what's happened with inflation across the board. And then also anything that prohibits creative financing uh, due to someone else messing that up, I think those need to be relieved. So I would almost want to remove some laws that have been passed. Fair enough. Okay. A little bit different answer. I'm not mad at it, though. <laughs> All right, Leon, what you got for us? What law What law are you going to enact as uh, El Presidente? What, what are you going to do for us? My man RJ wants it all. No state tax. I want all these laws. <laughs> he wants it all. No property tax. Um, you know, they always say if you live in a state with no state tax, they're going to get you somewhere. So property tax is where they get you at in Texas. Uh, wow. This one's easy for me. I'm I'm rescinding the FHA uh, seasoning rule, the 90 day seasoning rule. For those that don't know, when you're flipping an asset, uh, if you're selling to a buyer, that is an FHA buyer, uh, you have to hold that indeed, the deed from the day that uh, it is dated, you have to have it and hold it for 90 days until you can market that property or sell that property to an FHA buyer specifically. And everything I flip to retail is to an FHA or VA, usually buyer. And those are the people that have been on the sidelines for the last three years. Inventory is low. I've had at least five, six properties here over the last six months that I could have put on the market a lot sooner than 91, the 91st day. That is definitely a great one. And just for our viewers that may or may not know, sometimes they actually do pull back that seasoning requirement. FHA does, and it does. It, spur, it spurs demand. So that's a great one, Leon. I like that. 
we're going to toss it over to Jimmy. Apparently I need more energy and he's going to go <laughs> ahead and uh, he's going to go ahead and give us his thoughts on this one. Uh, this is an easy one. I would make, uh, I would remove all restrictions against making loans assumable. Uh, if we were to able to, uh, if we were able to make every loan, every government loan assumable, I think it would be easier on the uh, borrower who is in trouble. It would definitely help wholesalers. It would definitely uh, lower defaults. It would be good for the economy. And, um, you know, all these loans that were created in the last two years, that paper is very valuable. And it would be, uh, I wonder what it would do to the economy if all those loans got destroyed once, uh, you know, once this house sells because they just don't make it assumable. But uh, every loan assumable would be pretty awesome and beneficial. That's a very good point. I wonder what the banks would think of that. We'll they figure that out. They don't have to spend money for closing. Yeah, there is that aspect of it. Absolutely. All right, Steve, what are your thoughts? What are you What are you repealing? Well, uh, I wouldn't be repealing. I mean, I would be adding, right? So I think that one of the things that you see from our uh, friends up north in Canada, there are repercussions for canceling a contract, right? And one thing that happens here, and this is not just a wholesaler. We're talking about just realtors as well, as right? Realtor purchase contracts, there are no repercussions for canceling, right? Like if you cancel a contract, you get your earnest money back. 99 times out of uh, 100, and the only reason why you don't get it back is your realtor didn't know what they were doing, right? There are literally no repercussions at all. You tie up someone's house for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and there's no consequence for canceling while the homeowner moved out of the house, uh, maybe bought another property, ha uh, uh, had a lot of expenses involved in selling their property. So whether it's wholesaler or realtor or whatever, I think there should be some sort of repercussions uh, as far as canceling a contract, leaving a seller holding the back. So I think it's too easy for everybody to cancel contracts, I would make it harder. So to be clear, the law that you're passing is there should be some repercussions. Man, fuck it, put this man in office. Steve Train, right there. Some Sleepy Steve. Sleepy hey. Steve. Hey. Hey. It's not as exciting as free money from RJ, but it's something. It's something that actually helps homeowners. But what? Is it the EMD? We just mandate that their EMD has to go hard at some point in time or what? You want me to give you like the 30, 60, 90 pages to write a law? I can't give that to you right now. I'm just saying there should be some sort of consequences for canceling contracts. Like, I mean, right now, like, again, you know, t uh, comparing uh, the contracts in Canada versus here, pretty much in three days, if you not, if you cancel after three days, you've lost your earnest money, right? Whatever okay. earnest money you negotiate after three days, you lose it, right? Whereas here, you can cancel on day 30th on a loan denial. Right. And the loan denials, 90% of them aren't even real. Right. It's a realtor having a relationship with a loan officer saying, Hey, I need you to issue me a loan denial. Loan officers are going to issue loan denials because they don't want to burn the relationship with the realtor. There are lots of these kind of like shady things happening. And who gets hurt at the end? The homeowner with no, no, um, no res resources in the right word, but no, no uh, way to, uh, your tally is not the right wow. word either. I hear you. I just was surprised by your answer because it just with the opportunity to do one thing, that's where you saw the, the best opportunity. I've just never really thought about it that way. It's just kind of part of the game to me. It's always been part of the game and I don't like it. I really liked Leon's answer. I mean, so did I, I. I, I think Leon's answer is, is the one that quite frankly, I just, it, it feels like the time and place is here now. Now, exactly. 
it's this is the moment where you you release that and so i think leon had the best can you just put him in collective uh, genius so you can start kissing your butt <laughs> it's it's ultimately I, I looking at all the things that are out there what's the lowest hanging fruit that would make the biggest impact right now and so rescinding that because the inventory across the reason that prices are staying similar in most markets outside of phoenix and salt lake and san diego and some of these other markets where they've seen massive overnight change overnight in the last eight months is because inventory has remained low and there are a lot of opportunities out there where people are flipping or like i don't buy every house that i purchase is not a house that is just completely you know a zombie house uh like like rj's been dealing with right i do buy some nice houses that only need a little carpet only need a little bit of paint why and aren't you elevating those leon well that's another story for another time that said there's opportunity there for inventory uh, to to open up, and it's a, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprisingly with Leon in this one as well, because um, we were actually Matt and I when we cut our teeth back in 2007 through 2011, right? They they waive the seasoning period, and in that time, there are a lot of people buying homes with FHA loans, and then they stopped it. I don't know why. Right. So uh, I'm totally with you. Know, it, it was it was something I remember reading it a, a while back. It was something where someone was taking advantage of, of people and, and uh, they, they wanted people to hold an asset to, to make sure that they're doing something with it. But you and I both know not everyone does something to a property. For, they may just let it sit for 90 days. And what's the last thing you want any house doing sitting? <laughs> the ghosts all come in. Vacant houses, ghosts come in and start breaking things. It's crazy how that works. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give that one to Leon. I mean, let's be honest; it's unanimous across the board with our panel. And I'm a firm believer of lifting that. Yes, let's let's give Leon the the kudos, the round of applause. Oh, yeah. That's a I get point the golf ever. clap. Thank that's you. Smart, you, get, you get the clap. You get the clap. That's my excited clap. You know, just so you know, Jimmy. That's that's the excitement the right there. It's the country club um, golf clap. Thanks, RJ. No, it's. I definitely agree. That's a that's a great move right there, and it it helps the it helps the market and buyers as a whole. Uh, you know, let's be honest. That's what it's about is helping everybody create win win solutions. That's what everybody's there for. All right, let's get on to number five. What is the one thing about your business that makes you stand out from your competition? All right, Leon, you're our winner from the last round. What makes you stand out? So everyone's business is different. And to go back to Jimmy's question earlier about why I don't novate, um, that's something that I should do more of. But what separates me as an investor in my particular marketplace is that I close on every single property for this particular reason. I know my buy box. I'm very laser focused. I don't buy anything outside of that buy box. And the seller who has a challenge nine times out of 10 where they need, they are distressed in some way, I guarantee that we're going to close on that. It's not going to be someone else. So we are figuring out what the, the, the seller's needs are and we're trying to solve them. Even if we can't solve them, we're going to refer them over to someone. So it is about being human, treating people the way you want to be treated. And we actually close and our local buyers to our marketplace. Now, I can tell you that some people, that's not their model, but that's what sets us apart. What are you trying to say about Novators? 
<laughs> I wish Brewer was here. <laughs> I think we're going to have to update Leon. He's going to be called Mr. Reliable now. I like that. <laughs> Mr. Well, Anti-Innovation. Like he, he took us to the smooth jazz section right there with that one. I like it. Deep thoughts of smooth jazz. We've got an overnight radio show going on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy, what sets you apart? Cash flow tactics, you know, we're selling uh, a plan. We're selling a pathway. We're selling the tactics to actually get involved in real estate. We're not necessarily selling a widget or a house, but we're showing people, especially for the middle-class working American, also known as the forgotten person, forgotten man or forgotten woman, like how to get behind the curtain, how to see how investing actually works, how to get off of the roller coaster on Wall Street so that we're not just selling houses. We're selling a plan and the houses are a means to the ends in that plan. Nice. Okay. All right. We're going to go ahead and toss it over to Steve. Steve, what sets you apart in your business besides no physical touch? <laughs> Um, our team, when we go out there and we meet with the homeowners, we genuinely care and we do our best to truly understand what it is that's going on in their world, right? So when we're out there, it's not to push a cash offer. Our goal when we meet with homeowners is to truly serve. And I think the best way to truly serve is to truly understand what it is that's going on in their world. What is it that's keeping them up at night and like what the ideal outcome is. Now, a lot of people say that I, I'm not questioning that a lot of people, you know, say that. We genuinely do everything we can to help the homeowner. So we're not doing this. And it's kind of consistent right? with the law I was saying earlier, right? Like for me, we have an obligation. We're talking to someone about buying their house. They're making life-changing plans dependent on our words, our promise. So for us, we genuinely care about the well-being for the homeowner. Okay, now that we've heard from Steve Care Bear, uh, we'll go over to <laughs> Just don't RJ touch Bates. Just don't touch me. <laughs> RJ, what sets you apart in your business? Yeah, I, I think um, our company has taken on mine and Cassie's personalities. And, and you know, over the past couple of years, we've added Elijah to the mix. And uh, our personality is to be extremely straightforward and to the point. And I think that stands out from the masses in this industry where it's not to, to tell the brutal, honest truth. Um, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I'm sitting in a golf course right now that we bought with no money because we told the seller, we're not going to give you any money. You're in a terrible situation and we want to buy it, but this is how it can only work for us. And they respected that. Whereas the previous five people that came along and contracted this and didn't close, didn't perform for them. So I think the fact that we could come out and be very straightforward about what we need to do to make it a win-win situation, I think that stands out a lot from our competition. I think it's unfortunate that we're spreading your personality, multiplying it like gremlins. <laughs> uh Nobody's going to chop this one up. We're just, we're just going to stop there. Okay, fair enough. Based we could challenge. One, should we spend some time challenging Leon's belief around novations? I, I didn't good... say I don't believe in novations. I just said that I don't do them currently. But like you could be serving your customer better by novating because you can get them a higher price. 
So uh, do me do me a favor and don't tell Eric that, please, because I actually do want to novate. I already I already texted him. I, I was like, "Hey, Leon says novators are sons of bitches." Hey, here's your, here's your gag gift. Leon hates novation. Yeah, we're gonna have to send You've been spending clip. all that time with him, Eric, and behind your back, he's just like you scumbag. You novate. <laughs> I do want to give props to right. what, what Jamie's talking about, right? Like, uh, what with his uh, program, with his education, he's helping. I mean, he's not talking about the side of dealing with homeowners, but as far as his other side, right, where people are trying to exit uh, their nine to five, you know, people like RJ, uh, where they have a W two and they want to actually have financial <laughs> freedom, he's actually giving them a roadmap. And there's so many people that get in their own ways, like, hey, you know, I'm not making enough on this deal, right? But for Jimmy and his clients, right? They got a macro belief. In 20 to 30 years, is this property gonna be worth more or less than it is today? And he's given them an actual plan to see where they are today and where they can be in 10 years. So I think it's really cool uh, what Jimmy does. Thanks, Steve. And then this goes back to like the earlier thing. This is real estate. Like real estate has created the most millionaires in American history. This whole country was founded off a real estate boom the pioneers trying to grab as much land as they possibly could like all wealth has been created by this and since i have the floor i'm just going to pop off like i don't know why people send money to those people on wall street it makes zero sense to me it confuses me like you either start your own business and keep your capital inside your game or you invest in real estate that's it yeah there's only two ways really to create wealth like you've been living, you live the corporate ladder. It was miserable. And they're all like, oh, you got to send your money to Wall Street. It's like, it's insane. Yeah. Put your money in the 401k to let these guys that are doing coke and hanging out with strippers, throwing midgets and have, trust them with your money. Yeah. It could not. It's like little people, fees. Steve. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, RJ. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like. I don't, even, I don't even know what's where to go from there. You got dark okay, real quick. I, really I blame Jimmy on this. I blame Jimmy. I can't believe Steve was talking about our last Christmas party like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, after reviewing that one, I have to say I'm gonna go with Jim, with Jimmy. Like I, I like the long term play there. Like I, I like that that sets him apart. Where it's a little bit different than what all of us kind of do at the moment and that that's what makes it special right is you know melding a bunch of different belief systems together i have i have a subject for next next time on the show here is a question when you're wholesaling are you investing speculating and trading or what are the ramifications for you and your business when you realize that we'll we'll drop that one in the group chat Whoa, I am triggered inside right now. <laughs> I mean, I need to calm down, all right? <laughs> I think it's an interesting debate. I think it's an interesting discussion. Because, like, that's the fascinating thing about wholesaling. You're essentially day trading an illiquid asset. We'll, we'll dive into that one the next time we invite you back, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, you're a sweetheart. Thank you, Matt. Absolutely. <laughs> My energy level is getting a little higher right now, so, you know. So like, Steve, do you have like maybe some like monster or anything in the office for Matt when he is feeling a little low energy? Like maybe uh, a five-hour energy? Issue, or right? It's in not the in the budget, Jimmy. It's not in the budget. 
I mean, Matt, they're at all your local gas stations. Awesome. <laughs> First off, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm doing this pro bono. Second, second off, I barely got a camera this week. Like, come on. Like last, last week, I was literally through some Coke bottle lenses. All right. I love I mean, Jimmy. Jimmy's a, Jimmy's the only one that comes on and starts blasting the the uh, the host. <laughs> well, opportunity. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure he's not impartial and, you know, giving you all the, the win. De- definitely, definitely but not. It, all right. You like Billy Bean on Moneyball where he made David Justice pay for his own soda in the vending machine? Yeah, that's us. Yeah, yeah that's Steve. Every dollar I will, counts. I know what gift I'm getting you guys for Christmas. I'm sending down five-hour energies. <laughs> five-hour energy and six-minute abs. That's what we're going to do. There you right go. There. All right. We got a sixth question. <clears throat> what is the one thing that is missing from your business today? We're going to we're going to dive deep inside, introspect. What is missing in your business today, Jimmy? Damn, you may start with me on that. Hey, you won the last round. Do you want to forfeit it to someone else? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't mean to pop off about more questions. I thought that was the last question. I thought we were wrapping up. Anywho, <laughs> Um, I am not happy with my non-turnkey dispo process. So, you know, getting, getting that mom and pop flipper, like I want them to be our best friend. Uh, I want to aggressively grow our buying base in Q1. Are you talking about when you wholesale? Yeah. So when you speculate? When I trade. <laughs> see, I, I would argue when you're wholesaling, you're trading. Did right. you see RJ's face? Dude, RJ lit be, up like this is the first time RJ's feelings be, have actually been be hurt. Spicy. This is the first time yeah. RJ's feelings have been hurt on this show. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. No, but I honestly think I think for new people in the industry, it would help them to understand. Like it would help, it would make, give them better understanding of like, oh, do I take this one down to flip? Do I take, keep this one as a rental? Or do I try to move that paper as fast as I can? Fair enough. So you're looking for a little more education. Well, yeah. And like, I, if I wasn't on the show, I'd be like, oh, I didn't mean to offend RJ, but I kind of try to come in and offend a little bit. So <laughs> I, you didn't offend me. I'm good. <laughs> No, I just think it's a very interesting discussion. I think about I think about this a lot. Fair enough. Let, let's not offend RJ. We all saw what what he did with the like RJ. Next time office. I'm on the show, if you want, you can put a sign that says "Safe Space," and I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I, you did not offend me. Okay, there is nothing more offensive on this show than Matt's judging. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with you on that. Out, all right, so, RJ, I sent you the address, bro. Like I'm just waiting on I'm waiting on my titanium gear. Where is it at? All right. Leon, what's missing in your business right now? This was made very clear earlier to me by Mr. Offensive himself, <laughs> Mr. Offender himself, Jimmy. I- I'm missing novations as a resource for my sellers. Obviously, that's the easiest answer I can give you is giving our sellers another opportunity to move uh, their property. If they don't want to sell to us as a cash offer in as little as seven days, then they we have another option for them through that. So that's an easy one. Novations. All right, Leon, if I could just direct you to brewermethod.com, check it out. Mm-hmm. It's a great program. Mm-hmm. 
Never hey, heard of Steve, it. Steve, are, are you questioning Brewer's <laughs> sales ability that he couldn't tell the guy he hangs out with most on Novation? I do wonder how good Eric is at sales. I do wonder that from time to time. All right. RJ, what's missing in your business? Um, I, I think for us, it's just time. I mean, we, we, we have repeatedly done this to us ourselves. Uh, we like to move extremely fast and then have to slow ourselves down to put together the processes, uh, for the, the situations that we put ourselves in. And I, I think that right now is just the one thing that it's, it's about making sure we have the correct human resources, making sure that they have the SOPs to complete the task. And on the executive level, we just don't have the time to sit down and do that for ourselves. And so for that, it's a multitude of things that we need to resolve, but that would be the number one thing that I wish I had. Deep, deep thoughts with RJ Bates. I like it. All right, Steve, what's missing in your business besides five-hour energy and six-minute abs? <laughs> uh, so for us, I mean, it's pretty simple. We've been uh, on a hunt for the last three months to find a sales-oriented COO. You know, uh, right now we've got Lena. She's a rock star. Uh, unfortunately, she's got some things, some obligations that she can't stay in that seat. Uh, Jaden is stepping in as interim sales manager, and I think he's doing a good job of it. Uh, but we are on the hunt for a sales-oriented COO for our wholesaling organization. So I think that's the probably the biggest thing. And it's uh, it's no shortage of candidates, uh, but we don't have a lot of candidates that surprisingly don't want to move to Phoenix. So that's been our greatest challenge. RJ, I will hire you. I know I said that before I wouldn't, mm -hmm. but I, I was kidding. I take it back. Yeah. I want to... I want to say something here that uh, I, I don't think I've ever said before that RJ should win this this round because specifically he spits some really good knowledge there that I want to make sure that people understand at a super high level. I talk to a lot of investors on a weekly and daily basis and everyone is running super, super fast. Um, Jason Medley, the founder of this organization, CG, always says even the fastest race cars, those Indy cars have to pit stop at some point. And if you are growing a business, you have to, and when you're speeding up at some point, you have to slow down and recalibrate. You have to change some tire, change some oil, you have to add some fuel. You have to do things. And to Jimmy's point earlier, that's what they're doing next week. So maybe they're not, you know, they're not necessarily getting, you know, the same type of repetition of what they would do on a weekly basis, but they're planning for next year. That's recalibrating. That's taking a pit stop. That was, that was, that truly was, Matt, as you said, that was a deep thought. It's good stuff. Yeah, I just go didn't want to gloss over it. I'm going to go ahead and chime in on this one. I, I tend to agree with you on that, Leon, not just, you know, trying to get RJ on the board over here, <laughs> but also that one really resonates. I think it resonates with a lot of people. Like you said, sometimes you gotta, you gotta slow it down and get that recalibration going so that you can just take it, you know, to a whole new level. And I would agree with that round goes to Mr. RJ Bates. We're going to go ahead and get a sponsor that'll throw another space heater up in his office there. Uh, <laughs> Did you just give him so, a participation trophy? Uh, it's not a participation trophy, Steve. I just want to make sure. It is not. You mean like that belt you have on your desk? 
Yes, exactly like this one. I didn't even know this was here. I didn't even see this was here. That was pretty cool. I didn't even know when this got here. This is pretty oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> right, right before we came on, you know, Steve was like, make sure that the whole belt is in the front. So I think we, we all know where that's at. Uh, for I those think... that we, we joke, I'm sorry, Matt, we joke about that, but Steve brought uh, he brought some incredible value last week at CG and he earned that belt. And I know he's always trying to deliver value. So he comes home with that belt and he, he finally did. We're, we're all very proud of Steve. We, it really, we it was legitimately a great presentation. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Leon. I'm not allowed there, so I wouldn't know. Hey, I'm not either, RJ. I don't know. We can start our own thing. Um, that, All right, that RJ, said, for a simple 3K application fee, you and I can have a conversation yes, about, yes. about the topic. Can, can RJ and I split it? Like, how does that work? <laughs> right? And I'll, I'll waive your 90-day rule. <laughs> Outstanding. All right. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming on the show today. Um, really appreciate your guys' insight as always. RJ, thank you for letting us bust your chops on your nine to five. Steve, come give me a hug. No. Leon, always a pleasure. I look forward to the 90K. Jimmy, better luck next time. I don't know if you're ever coming back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I will try to bring, I will try to bring a little more energy next time. You know, maybe we'll scale down that, uh, that ad so that it's not, you know, six and a half pages that I'm reading, <laughs> but seriously, thank you to Kiavi. If you need financing, go check it out. Kiavi.com forward slash real estate disruptors. How's that for you, Jimmy? It's better. It's better. <laughs> but like, for example, like Kiavi, like how are they going to, you know, Kilo, India, Alpha, Violet, Alpha.com. Get there. Go get that cash. <laughs> All right. We got a new we're, guy to read the ad. We're trying to keep this show under an hour, though, bro. That's the thing. Yeah. We got a new guy to read the ad. I love it. All right. As always, thank you for joining us on Pardon the Disruption. I'm Matthew Potter. I'm your host. Until Jimmy takes my spot. <laughs> we hope to see you next week. Thank you to all of our esteemed uh, panel. And as always, have a great week. Well, hang on. Before we wrap up, let's go around around the oh. horn. Oh, oh man. Got? He really wanted to end the show. Jimmy, you hurt his feelings, too. Jimmy's just out here hurting feelings. Go ahead, RJ. <laughs> oh, are we still going? Yeah. I'm RJ Bates, uh, Titanium Investments. Uh, it was an uh, absolutely amazing show. I'm super excited for everyone else winning. Um, I'm <laughs> so grateful to have Matt here and his riveting <laughs> ad reading and his terrible judging. It's been amazing. <laughs> Let's go Someone to Leon. Go. Let's go to Leon. <laughs> All right, Leon G. Barnes. And man, this is a tight ship we're running here today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is so professional here today. Uh, Leon G. Barnes with the Collective Genius. Guys, enjoyed the show as always. Look forward to many, many more in the future. Happy holidays to everyone on the panel, to you and your family, and to everyone out there. Be safe. Have fun. Enjoy this holiday season. But don't take the next two weeks off. Grind it. Go get it. Go ahead, Jimmy. Jimmy, give us an outro. Uh, Jimmy Breland, Cashflow Tactics. Had a blast on the show. Always enjoy talking, talking smack, talking real estate. Have a happy holidays. All right. So uh, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you all for watching. You know, I always appreciate RJ, 
Leon, Jimmy coming on the show. Thank you, Matt, for hosting, bringing all that excitement. It is a blast really getting to, you know, chop it up, bust these other chops and talk real estate while educating the community is always, it's always a lot of fun. See you guys all next week.